It's amazing that when you honor God, God turns around and he honors you. And now for Living for God's Glory. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Welcome to everyone joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. I shared this a couple of weeks ago, but a man and his friend are playing golf one day at their local golf course. And one of the guys is about to chip onto the green when he sees a long funeral procession on the road next to the course. He stops mid-swing, takes off his hat, places it over his heart, closes his eyes, and bows in prayer. His friend says, wow, that is the most thoughtful and reverent and touching thing I've ever seen. You truly are a kind man. The man replies, He said, yeah, well, we were married for 35 years. (laughs) Well, I would like to share just a few scriptures over in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43. Those of you that have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7 and 21. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7 and 21. Verse 7 reads... Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Then verse 21, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And I also want to read a scripture over in 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 12, it says that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to use as a subject, living for God's glory, living for God's glory, living for God's glory. Notice in Isaiah, he says, even everyone that is called by my name, I've created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. You exist for God's glory, for his purpose and his delight. The word glory actually in the Greek is the word doxazo, and it means to recognize, means to honor, means to praise extravagantly, means to exalt, means to show the importance of. And so when we live a life that glorifies God, when we live for God's glory, we are recognizing him. We're bringing honor to him. We're praising him. We're exalting him. We're showing the importance 
of him, that he is great and he is mighty and there's no one like him. There's no one greater. There's no one greater, no one like him. He is God and God alone and he deserves all of the praise. And I love this one. Here's another scripture you can write down. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 and verse 12 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. In verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. And so we are to live our lives for God's glory. Our lives are to proclaim him. We're lifting him up and we're making ourselves smaller. It's not about us. It's about bringing glory to him. And so often people live their lives trying to bring glory to themselves. You know, they're trying to make a name for themselves and they're trying to be great. No, that's a very shallow life. Life is all about bringing glory to him. That has eternal value. It gives you a life purpose. It gives you a life meaning. It gives your life eternal significance. This life is so fleeting. It is so temporary. And I think you're beginning to see that now with the way things are shifting so fast and things are coming upon the earth so fast. You see this life is very temporary. This life is very transitory. The Bible calls this life a vapor. It's here one moment, gone the next. And so that's why when we put our glory in things in this life, that's not lasting. That's not secure. That is not eternal. I remember growing up, I had an uncle, and he had a, man, he had a green Cadillac. And boy, oh boy, man, this Cadillac was his life. This was his life. He lived for this Cadillac. He lived for this Cadillac. I mean, it was sharp. We had never seen anything like it. I mean, it shined like no other green I had ever seen. <laughs> but this was his life, and it was so special. I mean, he kept it immaculate, pristine. I mean, not a crumb, not a piece of dust, nothing was on this car. And he wouldn't drive it during the week. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He only reserved this for the weekend. <laughs> And I thought about that. You know, he wouldn't let anybody touch his car, drive his car, but it was a showpiece. It was his pride. It was his honor. And that was about 40 years ago. Ain't no telling where that car is now. That car is gone. That car has passed away. And so when we put our glory in things in this life, it doesn't last. It's transitory. It's temporary. It's transient. It's not real. And that's why Solomon... When he looked around in the book of Ecclesiastes, he's the wisest man that ever lived. And when he evaluated life, he looked at life as a philosopher from every angle. And Solomon came up with this final conclusion. He said, life without God makes no sense. It makes no sense because if you do all of this stuff in life, and then you die, it's all over. You'll be forgotten. The trophies will be faded. The glory will be gone. But when you have eternal, when you have eternal significance, when you put your glory in God, that's forever, that's eternal, that never fades and it never stops. 
And so that's why we live our lives to give God glory. We live our lives for God to get the glory because it's eternal. We live our lives to have eternal significance and to show forth his praise and his glory in our lives. Our lives are nothing but signposts pointing to the great I am. Our lives are testimonies to the great I am. We live our lives to the glory of God, living for God's glory, living for God's glory. When we talk about living for God's glory, we're talking about living in a way that honors him, in a way that displays his character, reveals his love, living in light of his grace. I mean, he took little old me. He mean, he washed me and cleaned me, made me his very own, seated me in heavenly places with his own son, adopted me into his family and has given me all rights and privileges. When you live in light of his grace, when you live in light of his grace, you want to glorify God in all that you do. And so uh, living a life that glorifies God is doing what's right. As he is righteousness, we continue in that righteousness. We walk in that righteousness. So living a life that glorifies God is about doing what's right. It's about living in humility and gratitude. It's about knowing that everything belongs to God. And the only way that we have something or can do something, it's only because of his grace. It's only because of his generosity. It's only because of his benevolence. The Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He lived a life that glorified God. And he said, listen, he said, now in the natural, I could brag a little bit if I wanted. You know, I was circumcised the eighth day. I was a Pharisee among Pharisees in the law, blameless, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he said, I count all of that as rubbish. That is rubbish that I might gain Christ, that I might win Christ. And when he came into the realization of what Jesus Christ had done for him, he said, I have nothing to glory of but Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what I glory in. I glory in him. I glory in him. And so he spent his life to bring glory to God. Paul had two goals in life. Number one was to know him. Number two was to make him known. That's it. That was his whole life, to know him and to make him known. That's living a life that glorifies God. Here's another scripture, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now this is saying whatever you say or do, do it in the name of Jesus. And if you can't do it in the name of Jesus, you shouldn't be doing it. (laughs) That's the acid test. Whenever you get ready to do something or say something, say it or do it in the name of Jesus. If you can't say it or do it in the name of Jesus, you shouldn't say it or do it. If you can't give thanks to God for it, you shouldn't be saying it or doing it. I like that little acid test. The Message Bible says it this way. It says, let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, Jesus. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. In other words, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of God. Martin Luther said, a dairy maid can milk cows to the glory of God. 
Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, and what it's really saying is whatever you do, dedicate it and perform it with an awareness of God's presence. Let that be praise in your heart, thanksgiving in your heart. You do it, when it says do it in his name, that means do it in compliance with his authority, in his strength. Don't try to do it in your own strength. Do it in his strength, depending on his grace and giving him the glory. We live to give God the glory. We live to give God the glory. And we have to learn to walk in humility, walk in humility, walk in love, Give God the glory. Give God the glory. It's amazing that when you honor God, God turns around and he honors you. He honors those that honor him. So when we live a life that glorifies God, we actually end up receiving the very honor of God himself. When Jesus walked the earth, he told the scribes and Pharisees, he says, you all seek honor from men and not the honor that comes from God alone. So when you live to glorify God, there's an honor that comes on your life because you're honoring him. God honors you. He honors you when you honor him. A.V., you can show the first video. This is a video. I like this little video. This is a video of some athletes, professional athletes who honor God and live for his glory since I'm such a great athlete myself. All right. God is for good all the time, man. Every time. Um, I've really learned uh, just to play for God and, and to really ignore everything on the outside. What goes into a streak to get you to the level you've been at over these last 12 games? What goes into that, Kevin? Man, God. That's all I can say. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, thank you. You don't have nothing to do with it. No, nah, nothing. It's all him. Are you aware of the growing interest in your backpack? Can you give fans at all a hint as to what's inside of it? I got my iPad, I got my Bible, I got my headphones and my, my phone chargers. Como vivimos en el fútbol, estamos siempre compitiendo uno contra el otro y todo eso. Importa mucho quién es el primero, quién gana. Entonces, en un momento ahí meditando en la palabra de Dios, viendo y quedé con Jesus in first place. Porque aunque estoy jugando contra otros, es importante llegar y ganar. Yo creo que eso es mucho más importante que todo eso. How much of a role does God play in winning or losing a football game? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I think for me, uh, you know, when I'm praying before games and during games, when I get on a knee and what's become T-Bowling is... You know, I'm asking the Lord for strength, whether I win, whether I, I lose, I heard you when whether, you're up. whether I'm the hero or the goat, okay. I'm still going to be the same person. I'm going to treat others the way I want to be treated. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to do what's right. And regardless, I'm going to give Him the glory. And part of taking a knee is humbling yourself, and it's a form of, of showing humility where you're putting someone else first and yep. putting the Lord first, and that's why I do it. And... Um, and more than anything, more than asking for wins or losses, I'm asking that I have a platform to honor Him. Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, I got to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and thank my teammates. You know, first and foremost, I have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for blessing me with the talents to play this game. 
with the family um, to support me day in, day out. Um, I'm his humble servant right now, and um, uh, it is, I can't say it enough how important you know, my faith is to, to how, how I play the game and who I am, so um, I'm, just, I'm just blessed and I'm, 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 I'm thankful for, for where I am. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We give God the glory. We live for God's glory. We live for God's glory. And I just want to give God glory for me being able to beat all my nephews. I give God glory for that. I give him glory. I give him glory for that. I just beat Christian last week. I give God glory for that. Give him Welcome to the church, Christian. <laughs> so we realize that everything is about him. Our praise is to be focused on him. There was an old woman, and she was becoming very old, and she had learned one Bible verse. It was a portion of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, that says, and she would quoted every day and it says for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him and as she got older and older her memory began to slip and she couldn't remember the whole verse and so she cut it down and she could only remember this portion he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him And as she got older and older, she couldn't even remember that portion of the verse. And she could only remember one word, him, him. Our praise is to be focused on him. Our praise is to be focused on him, on his greatness, on his love for us, on his sacrifice, for his forgiving our sins, for his grace. John Piper said that God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him, in him. Let me share this last verse. This is Matthew. Jesus is talking here in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works And glorify your Father which is in heaven. So Jesus is saying you ought to live your lives in such an exemplary way that it inspires others. It creates a hunger for others to want to know God, to want to come to his light. They can see the goodness of God in your life and they know there's something special. They know there's something different. They know there's something about you. They see a changed life. They see a regenerated life. They see a love that they've never really encountered or experienced before and it causes them to glorify God because they said this is something that is not natural. This is supernatural. It's a divine love. It's a divine grace. And so Jesus said, let your light shine. The light of Christ, he lives on the inside of us and his life now lives through our lives. And he says, let Jesus live so big in you 
And that when he's living in you, you automatically start doing good things and you start doing kind things. You start making a difference wherever you go. You start encouraging and loving and blessing. And you become such a light that other people, when they're around you, when they see you, they begin to glorify God. They begin to thank God because they can feel the Spirit and the presence of God coming out of your life. This is what happens when you live a life that glorifies God. This is what happens when you live a life that glorifies God. We reflect Christ and others are drawn to him. When we reflect Christ, others are drawn to him. Smith Wigglesworth, when he was an unsaved plumber and his wife, she was a sanctified lady. And she told Smith, she said, Smith, I'm going to church tonight. He said, you're not going. And he said, if you leave out of here, I'll change the locks on this place. And she said, Smith, you're my husband. But you're not my Lord. You're not my Savior. She said, I'm going to church. She went on to church. She came back. Door was locked. She couldn't get in. She slept on the doorstep. The next morning, he opened the door. She fell in. She got up, kissed him, and fixed his favorite breakfast. Smith fell on his knees. And he said, any God that can make you treat me that way after what I have done to you, I want to know him and I want to serve him. Smith gave his heart to Christ because he saw the light that was in his wife. And Smith became the greatest apostle, the greatest worker of miracles that we've seen in the last hundred years, Smith Wigglesworth. But it was because of the light of his wife, the light of Christ and his wife changed his life. So we're to show evidence of God's love. We're to show evidence of his character and his goodness. We show evidence of his grace. A.V., if you could show the second quick video and then I'm done. This is Maurice Adams. He's an eight-year-old boy. And he and his mother were driving down the street, and they saw an old woman crossing the street. Maurice told his mother, he said, stop the car. He jumped out just to help this little old lady up the stairs. She turned around and said, boy, you are special. That's all Jesus was saying. Let your light shine. That men will see your good works and glorify God. Just a kind act, just showing the kindness and the love of God is how we let our lights shine. You can let your light shine honestly without ever having to mention the name of Jesus. It's because of you're showing his character, you're showing his love, you're showing his grace, you're showing his goodness. I remember I was at a restaurant. My wife and I, we were actually picking up food. And the lady who worked there, she had told us about some hard times. Her husband had been in an accident. He had been severely burned, and she was working and in, in school. And so my wife and I, we decided to just put an extra $100 bill onto the tip, and we folded it and put it inside the bill. And the next week, the lady ran out to my car. She said, when I got the bill and I saw you had put a $100, she said, I just broke down and cried and began to thank God and praise God because God was letting me know that he was with me, even in hard times. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Men, see your good works and glorify God. So one of the ways that we let our light shine, that we bring glory to God, is through our giving. That's talked about over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that your gifts cause men to glorify God. When you sow your seeds and you bless people, 
unexpectedly, and you have no idea how often you are an answer to somebody's prayer. It brings glory to God. It brings glory to God. I just can't tell you the number of people I've seen just break down and cry and and give glory to God when God touches my heart to give to bless someone. And so God is glorified when his goodness is revealed through our giving. God is glorified when we give through our gifts or through our kind deeds or through our acts of love, it glorifies God when we do good. That's what Jesus did. Jesus glorified God. What did he do? Acts ten thirty eight. how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing those oppressed. Of the Jesus just went about doing good. Glorifying God. That's a life that glorifies God when we just go about doing good. Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. I just wanted to share that thought that we are to live a life that glorifies God. We are to live a life that glorifies God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, man, what an awesome thought it is to glorify God, to glorify God. Glorify God. What an awesome thought. Glorify Him. And all that you do, you do it for His glory. You do it for His glory. When you're cooking dinner, do it for His glory. When you're cleaning the house, do it for His glory. When you're on your job, do it for His glory. When you walk in the streets, be a light for his glory. Go about doing good wherever you go. Do it for his glory. You live for his glory. You live for his glory. Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. Let his light shine. Let his life shine through you. Let his life shine through you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the glory may be of him. It's God's gift. It's so great. And he put it in earthen vessels so we couldn't take credit for it. You can't take credit for the Holy Ghost. It didn't come from you. It's a gift. You can't take credit for the anointing. It's a gift. It's his glory. You can't take credit for mercy. You can't take credit for dying on Calvary's cross. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. He put this gift in earthen vessels for his glory. For his glory. And I want to let you know something. God loves impossible situations. So no man can take glory for it. For no man can take glory. Praise God. So if you're facing anything impossible, get ready for God to do something glorious. When Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead, he said, this sickness isn't for death, under death. He said, this is so the glory of God can be made manifest. There are sometimes you're just going through some stuff just so God can show out. God, we just want to show out in your life. God, we want to bring glory out of your life. He wants to bring glory out of your life. He wants to bring glory out of your life. Let him get the glory, no matter what you go through in life. Let God get the glory. Let him get the glory. Let him get the glory. Praise God. I preach myself happy. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message in its entirety, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the sermon titled Living for God's Glory by C. Elijah Bronner. This sermon is number 7875. That's 7875. To listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 7875 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.